This is the Give Me Some Options podcast with Sean McLaughlin. Hey everybody, it's Thursday, May 11th, 2017. Welcome back. I've been off for a few days. I had a bunch of stuff going on. Most notably, I was a guest presenter uh, at SMB Capital's Options Tribe meeting earlier this week. For those of you who'd like to check it out, you can Google Options Tribe, SMB Options Tribe, and you could find links uh, to join their group and, and see their archives. I believe you could join it for free. I gave what ended up being a 90-minute talk, uh, a presentation with a Q&A uh, that uh, I think went pretty well. I got a lot of great feedback. I also got a lot of great questions. And I'd like to clarify a couple things uh, from that presentation here on this podcast today. But before I do that, one moment of housekeeping. Uh, I just want to point out for anyone who has not yet listened to the last episode, uh, my interview with Michael Martin, the episode where we talk about mentorship and guidance. Make a note to go back and check out the archives and listen to this episode. I think it's a very important episode, one of the more important episodes we've had on this podcast, uh, because the importance of mentorship and guidance and getting help is underappreciated in our industry, in our careers. And I underappreciated it for a long time. And if I could help anybody get a jump start on their career by shortening their learning curve and getting the necessary help they need to achieve their goals faster, then I feel like I've done some good here. So please go back to the archives. You could find them uh, soundcloud.com forward slash give me some options. You could also search give me some options on iTunes and find it there. It was an episode with Michael Martin. It was titled Mike Martin seeking the right mentorship and training. So going back to my SMB presentation, there were a couple uh, themes that I wanted to uh, maybe clarify uh, uh, that I got during the Q&A and I got uh, on the chat, the side chat of the, uh, of the presentation. Number one was the concept of liquidity. Now, a user had asked, what, what is a liquid options product to you? Is it, uh, you know, how do you measure that? And, and my answer was, I don't look at options volume, like the daily volume or open interest like most people do. I mean, I think those are important and they're valuable and they're important to be aware of. However, when I'm looking to enter into a trade, really what I'm looking for is tight bid-ask spreads. If an option has a bid-ask spread that's, uh, say, five cents wide, that's a pretty tight market. And I know that I'm going to have a pretty good chance of getting filled at or very close to the mid price on my spread order, on my multi-leg spread order. Now, if the bid-ask spread is 20 cents wide, 30 cents wide, sometimes we see them 50 cents wide and more, well, that's a little bit more tricky. And that tells me I'm going to have a hard time getting my execution at the mid price. That tells me there's not that many participants in that marketplace, and therefore there's not going to be much liquidity. Now, many options traders will tell you that you know, liquidity is king. And I, and I agree, but they will also, they also have the mindset that they will only trade options that have those penny wide spreads or nickel wide spreads because otherwise they're going to get hurt. And, and I agree to some respect, especially if you're trading naked options, if you're naked short puts or naked short calls, uh, you want to have a tight bid ask spread because if that position starts going against you, you're going to need to get out or do a quick roll 
and you want that liquidity there because you don't want to be getting crushed <laughs> on the bad side of a of a wide bid ask spread. So I get the concerns for naked options. However, a guy like me who primarily trades defined risk trades, uh, I'm willing to wade into the waters on stocks that have options with bid ask spreads. Uh, you know, maybe in the twenty to thirty cent range because I know that. As long as I could get the price that I want to enter, then if the position goes against me, uh, I already know the worst case scenario. I've already factored the worst case scenario into my portfolio. The individual trade is not so large that it's going to cause undue stress upon my portfolio and upon my mental state. So if the worst case scenario and the trade goes against me and I have to take max loss, well, that's fine. I'll let it happen. Meanwhile, if the trade goes my way, no matter how wide those bid-ask spreads are, my limit order will be sitting in there, resting in the market, and at some point, that bid is going to look awfully tasty to a market-making computer who's going to cease to imagine he's going to take that trade off my hands. So I hope that addresses uh, my thoughts on options liquidity. Another uh, correction I wanted to uh, put out there, there was a, a, a user that had, a, had made a comment saying that, when I'm rolling losing positions out for a credit to the next month, uh, he or she made the uh, false assumption that, well, that means I'm taking the loss in the front month and then adding a new trade in the next month where I'm going to lose the full amount on that new trade or I could possibly lose the full amount on that new trade, which actually adds to my original loss. And I think where the misconception is there is uh, uh, that user was assuming that uh, the trade that I close, uh, let's say, for an example, right now, May, let's say I closed a May trade and then I put on a new June trade centered at wherever the market is now. Uh, well, I wouldn't be doing that because I wouldn't be able to get a credit if I'm moving the strikes. What I'm doing is I'm taking the same strikes that I'm closing in May and reestablishing those same strikes in June. And so in this case, uh, I'm going to that if May is losing money, then that means the June spread that I'm putting on, I'm not selling the at I'm not selling at the money calls and puts. I'm selling if, say, the market's been up, then I'm going to be selling an in the money call. I'll be selling a spread that that is already kind of near its max loss. And at that point, it can only lose a little bit more. But I've bought myself more time for it to come back to the middle of my profit tent and for me to make money. So so no. Rolling does not add more dollar risk to the trade if you keep the strikes the same. And maybe I should have been more clear on that. It's when I'm rolling from one month to the next, I do I make every attempt to keep the strikes exactly the same or better, but certainly do not do anything to increase the risk in the trade. Anyway, thanks to my friends over at SMB Capital, Seth Freudberg, Mike Bellafiore. Uh, for setting that up and making that happen. Um, it, it's a wonderful uh, group. If you're an options trader, they do, uh, uh, they do free weekly workshops um, where you can hear traders present trading strategies or trading ideas or trading philosophies. Uh, every week is a new guest, uh, and uh, I had the honor this week of doing it, and I had a lot of fun. So give it a check it out. You can Google SMB Options Tribe and uh, you can find the, the link to sign up and become a free member so you can attend their, their weekly workshop. I highly recommend it. Now, due to everything I've had going on this week, I haven't updated you on my trading. Uh, I will say, uh, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, I've had seven trades close. Uh, the trades were in SCSS, Kate Spade, eBay, Nugget, Philip Morris, Wells Fargo, and KLA 10 Core which by the way, KLA 10 core 
was a losing trade. All those previous ones I mentioned were winning trades, but the KLAC trade was a losing trade. Uh, I got assigned on my short calls uh, this morning because the stock went ex-dividend today. The, sto- the, the, tra- the stock has traded way beyond uh, my, my short call spread in that iron fly, and I was pretty much at max loss, so I just, I just closed the whole thing down and, and booked the loss. You, look, you have to book losses from time to time. That's the name of the game. And uh, certainly, as May draws to a close, I'll be starting to close a lot of losing trades. It just won't come back, and uh, that's, that's going to happen. That happens every month. I had 11 new trades put on this week, and you could find all of them on my stock twits or Twitter handles at Chicago Sean. I post all my trades in the, in the morning. You could find them. Uh, generally, all those trades are entered in the first hour of the day. So look through my timelines. Uh, you'll find them. So thanks for listening. And once again, please go back and check out that uh, episode I had last week with Mike Martin. I really feel like it's a very important episode that we did. And uh, I learned a lot and I'm inspired by it. And uh, the feedback I've gotten from many people who've listened, uh, they, they share my sentiments. So, so please make time for it. I think it's well worth your listen. Anyway, I'll be back at you tomorrow. Until then, trade them well. <laughs>